MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game with Visa, the sports betting network. Gil Alexander, of course, uh, brought to you by BetMGM Nevada, VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubo Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. And hour number two on Thursdays means but one thing, unscripted, with Bill Krakenberger, the Crackman. His intro music in studio. How you doing, Billy? Good. good. How we doing? Thank you. Good. You were just uh, you were just mentioning off air that you uh, had dinner with the great Tony Orlando last yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. We were up at um, Tuscany Grill, local spot here. Really cool, old school, old school spot. I knew he'd love that. And he, and uh, and he has a home in that area. And but he's never been there. Wow. So yeah, he's at a home in Henderson. And uh, that's run by old school Vegas guys. Yeah, these two guys, Mike and Lou, have been have been in town. I think sixty years. And uh, you know they used to be dealers in casinos back in uh, you know, 1970, and they just have stories about everything being here that long. And and uh, another spot I got to get to. Oh yeah, and the food's great, by the way. Yeah, not just the camaraderie. Oh, by, oh, by the way. Yeah, no, the <clears> food <throat> food really is uh, really is good. So, but the part that caught my attention though, you were talking about how you you got emotional with him last night. You he he was telling stories about. His his buddies dying and stuff. And usually, my podcast is an hour, so we every week we film for one hour. Usually, they, by the time it's cut down, it's about forty five minutes. That's what you want to. You really don't want to go over that. You lose the customer. You lose. I mean, you lose the viewer. Wisecracks, the name of Bill's podcast, Wisecracks. which he does with Tony's son, John Orlando. Yeah, John Orlando is, and 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 uh, we've had some unbelievable guests over the times. Matter of fact, last night, Tony 
called up um, come on, Bill. Joe Torrey because like Tony's friends with everybody. I mean, he's telling stories about he was sitting with Billy Martin and Mickey Mantle in in, in, the, in the stands. With, he was Tony was very close to Tommy Tommy Lasorda, very close to him. So he was telling stories about when he was sitting in the, with, with Mickey and, and and Billy Martin and these old Yankee stories and stuff that he really probably hasn't told in years. He said just some really good stories. But um, going back to that, he calls up Joe Torrey. He's like, God, you got to go on my son's show, you know, and. Um, <laughs> You know, this is this is baseball royalty. Probably, sure. maybe the commissioner one day. Um, this guy really is. He works for. I think he works for Major League Baseball. But T- Tony Orlando, who will be lost to a, a certain uh, sect of this audience. Tony Orlando in the '70s primarily was a. I mean, to say that he was a large star is not an understatement because there was only three networks at the time. Yeah, he he pointed that out last night when we were on air. You know, so so we normally do a forty-five minute podcast. We went over two hours on our podcast yeah. yesterday. We might have to break it up. But Tony was saying, you know, there's only three networks back in 1974. It was ABC, CBS, NBC, and there was PBS local, which is a, you know everyone had. Even in New York, we had that. Right. So Tony uh, was saying that. The share he got every week, he had like a thirty-six share, which is unheard of today. He had his own show. Yeah, Tony Orlando and Dawn. Tony Orlando and oh, Dawn. Oh yeah, they they had not, not only their own show, the list of people that were oh. on the show every week were the top in the world. It was in the seventies, what was called a variety show. That's what was right. It wasn't like a talk show like, no. like Carson. It was a variety so show. So there was music and comedy sketches. Music and comedy sketches. That's exactly correct. But not like risque Saturday Night Live ones. Just no. you know, made for network TV kind. Made of thing. for network TV. Yeah, uh, Jackie Gleason was his first guest, which I loved. Lord. I loved the great Gleason. Um, his biggest hits. This is where it gets interesting to me. Yeah. His biggest hits were "Knock Three Times." Yep, "Knock Three Times on the Ceiling." Yep, and then "Tie That Yellow Ribbon." Right, "Tie That Yellow Ribbon." Was, tree. Yep, which got to be a really, really big song because of the people that were uh, you know, the service members that were away, whether it be Iraq or, or whatever. whatever whether there was a war going on or fighting going on or. Or just your, uh, you know, obviously your, your, maybe your son or whatever daughter away from home, and you know, you tie a yellow ribbon. On. It just, it just became so much of an Americana song, yeah, and a piece of America. And, ter- and one thing, he's a real patriot guy. He loves America, like just like I do. So we, we, uh, we, th- it was just so good that he talked about how the networks. The, the next studio was Little House on the Prairie. Was Michael Landon, who he, he, who he was good friends with, and they would compete. Every week, what was your share this week? What was your share this week? And they were Little House on Prairie was a giant show back then, and uh, top rated show. They used to get like a thirty two share, and Tony's show got like a thirty six share. So he was just saying about uh, now the network moves him after three years. They move him. They say, well, we need to we need to boost up Tuesday nights. Well. What do you think the show they put him against? One of the, I think it was the number one show back then, Happy Days. Oh boy! So they put him against Happy Days, and of course they failed at that time slot because you're going against Happy Days. You're going against uh, you know top show, and half the country watched Happy Days. So let's, let's think about that. So ratings for those just a little inside baseball on on television. Ratings is the audience of a particular program at a specific period of time expresses a percent of the audience population. Right. Of the audience population. Shares, which is what you're referring to, is the audience of a particular television show uh, expresses a percent of the population viewing. So... So basically, thirty-six percent or whatever number you just gave yep. of all TVs on yes. had their eyes on Tony. Correct. That, that is unheard it's of unheard today. Of. Today, it's, it's unheard of because it's all splintered today. Oh yeah. 
Oh, yeah. So that's how it was back then. But his guests were just unbelievable. I mean, Sinatra, Dean Martin. Oh. Uh, this, this was like. We were too young for that. Like, I have the vaguest recollection of this show. I don't remember it at all. Yeah. No, I don't remember it. But, but I know the songs. Oh, yeah, you know the songs, though. Sure. So now, which. You're saying one of those songs he gets paid nothing for? Well, I, I said, Tony, you know, The Saints of Newark, the, the Sopranos movie. He goes, I know, I heard my songs in there, knocked three times. I said, do you get something for that? He goes, no, of course not. The record producers, they were, <laughs> I guess they were. Dude, <laughs> record companies. Record companies, right. Were the worst. Yeah. Were the worst. Like, there's been books written on how artists back in the day, those labels, just they, they just killed those artists, man. They made yeah. nothing. Unless they had like three or four consecutively successful albums. Then they started to make yeah. something. But you're saying the other one, Tie yes. That Yellow Ribbon. Tie That Yellow Ribbon, he does get something, though, he said. He worked it out where he does get something whenever it's played somewhere. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, it is good. It is good. I'll tell you why it's good. And I'm only saying this to everyone because Tony said this to everyone uh, on my podcast. So Tony had a female that he was that was managing his career that he, that he was very close to since they were very young. She lived here in Vegas. And one day Tony found out that all his money was gone. It's such a typical story in music. Typical story. Yeah. She stole $10 million oh and blew God. it all in the casinos. Oh, my God. And then killed herself. Oh. Yeah, she committed suicide. Was Tony a better at all? No. Not sports, not anything? No. Nope. Nope. And 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 uh, he was a knock-around guy from back home from Jersey. $10 million? New York. Stole, $10 million dollars were stolen from him. It's the reason he has to work today. Um, 1999, he, he, he literally... Went to go write a check and it bounced, and he's like, well, "How can that be? I got millions of dollars." Because you hear about these artists, like Billy Joel had a similar story, he mentioned right? It. He said Billy Joel's brother-in-law, yeah, stole like forty million dollars off him. He mentioned it on air yesterday. So Tony Braxton had hers, I think, taken too. But the difference is that Billy Joel can go out and do one concert, and he's right. He's back to you know. He's coming here. He's coming to Allegiant. I know, yeah. man. I know. Yeah, no. And, it, but and, but Tony can't do that anymore. No, but he does perform. He, he he's going to be here in April for three nights. He was just here in December. He does tour around, and um, you know he he mentioned how rich he is though still internally. Just just the things he's done. He's played for eight presidents in a row in the White House. Wow, eight presidents in a row in a row been in the White House for eight different presidents. And um, and he's and he's much younger. You were saying he's seventy seven. Yeah, I would have guessed far older. <laughs> no, seventy seven. Uh, he played for yeah. the Queen of England. I mean, he played for wow. so many. The things he says he's done. He's a, you know he's a, here he is a literally he was he was an executive that wasn't even supposed to be a singer. He was a record executive. Wasn't he supposed to be a singer? And someone had a fill in. Just you back into things in life. And he mentioned all the different things that basically life was about a lot of luck. He he was an executive that someone brought him a record and he started humming it. Or you know, next thing you know, he's, he said, "Oh, I gotta try to sing it." And then the next next thing you know, he's a singer. I mean, it's amazing. He wasn't, uh, you know, he wanted to be it's an amazing. entertainer when he was younger, but amazing. he lost that dream. He thought, and then uh, at a young age, uh, he was working for Clive Davis, uh -huh. and legendary Clive record, Davis, legendary Clive yeah. Davis, and 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 um, literally, he went and recorded on a different label. Um, Without Clive knowing, and Clive wind up, you know, going back to him and saying, "Oh, we heard this is you, and you're using a different name." And uh, here, you know, this the legendary Tony Orlando was born, and and uh, the stories he told about, you know, Freddie Prince, who was Chico and the Man, and a young guy in his twenties, you know, killed himself and dying, and Tony's the last guy he was with, and. Is this? Is, did he come on your podcast to tell these stories? Oh yeah, he did. Oh yeah. So this is all the latest. I don't know how we're. I guess we're going to release it in two parts. It was just. It was, I just let Tony talk. He talked about everything. Um, he talked about Frank Sinatra. Oh, man, the Sinatra thing was very sad, but it's not sad. Um, Frank Sinatra, 
um, invited Tony and his wife to his house for a, a, a dinner party, and Tony's wife they they wind up arguing or something. Tony called Tony called up and and told Barbara that he was sick, uh, that he's not going to make it. And Sinatra the next night, I guess you know they didn't see each other. And then Frank then Frank seen him, you know maybe a couple months later, and he snubbed Sinatra. Sinatra snubbed him. He said, Tony, I heard the next night you were out to dinner somewhere. So you're too sick to come to my house, but you're okay to never lie to somebody. Never lie to a friend. And he got mad at him and just started. That was the last time we talked to him. Uh, and um, uh, and then, But this, they had so many stories together that Tony was, like, heartbroken. He's like, this, I've been with Frank so many times in his house and everything, but Frank didn't like that he lied. And you, know, you make an excuse when you're sick or something. You don't want to go. It's a two-hour drive from L.A. to Palm Springs. And... It hurt him so bad when Frank died, and he, he went. He went over to. Uh, he went. He went to Barbara, and you know, his the wife, and consoled her. And seven years later, Barbara called him and said, "Hey, can you do this charity event we're doing?" And he, he went over the house and talked to her, and he said, "I was so upset that Frank was upset at me." And she says, "He loved you. Oh, he was. He was heartbroken. Oh. He loved you. So you understand. I knew all about this, uh, Tony. And, you know, just a good good stories about Sinatra." Um, Priscilla Presley was just on his show in New York, and so and he she, does a show. He does a show every Saturday night uh, for two hours on on seven seventy AM. Which, by the way, one of those great radio stations I grew up with as a kid. We had three stations in New York that I liked. That was one of them. And uh, yeah, so he does a show every Saturday, and he's got the list of the top people in the world that come on his show. It's unbelievable. Latest edition of the uh, Wise Cracks podcast that Bill does with John Orlando, Tony's son, Tony Orlando, in two parts. Um, Thank you for sharing that. Appreciate that. Bill has some, uh, no surprise here, some issues with some sports books. How do you know that? I don't know. Oh. We might have texted. Oh. We'll get into some of that. We'll do that next. It's a numbers game at Visa, unscripted with the Crack Man, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years 
and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on the Numbers Game unscripted with the crack man. We get tweets, that being the book. Got some Tony Orlando tweets for you here before we get into your uh, your, cool. book, your bookmaking thing. Uh, hey, don't forget Candida, which was basically knocked three times with different words. That's from Doug Wedge. <laughs> that was his first song. Yeah, great, yeah. great pool. Uh, because you guys are too young to remember the Tony Orlando and Dawn show, also forget to mention Tony was the New York host for the Jerry Lewis Telethon. Yes, he mentioned that. Very good, Kane. You're absolutely yeah. right. Well, yes, he there was. was that. Um, okay, so you texted me earlier this week, I think it was, or was it the weekend? This week. You I, mean, were, was, you no, were, I texted you right when it happened. You were mad. I just thought of you immediately, what, what we talked about in the studio about these new sports books when they get here. Are the current sports books situated and ready to handle what's going to happen, which means they're going to lose business to the bigger names like DraftKings and FanDuel and mm-hmm. stuff. They ain't and, ready. Uh, they're going to lose business unless they're prepared for it and mm-hmm. can equally match it or, or have uh, some kind of a level of customer service to retain the retention of the customers they have now. So um, anyway, um, my, my, my neighbor... Who, who we have, li- we have the tweet who right lives here, in the on. building? Oh, there, there's yeah. Mr. Oh, okay. Tell your story. That's the problem with coming on Thursdays. You know, this something happens on the weekend. I can't really get it out there Monday when I'm steaming. <laughs> but don't worry, I, it, it's really easy for me to get steamed. I know. Oh, so <laughs> like the, we don't hate that when, when that happens. So yeah, so over at Boyd, which last year, by the way, I was betting um, some props at the window for five hundred to a thousand dollars on Monday night, and. I, they said, can you play on the app? I, I played on the app, and when the app didn't move, I went to the counter. So I hit an eight to one shot for a thousand bucks. I won eight grand and was happily, uh, you know, I was happy at one, but the next week they weren't happy at one. Um, so what happened the next week, I went to the counter and they said, no, 
only app betting. You can't bet at the counter any of your props. You have to go to the app only. So I went to the app, and everything was $100 max. So basically, they don't want my business. And and they're, they're, they tried to, you know, be like, you know, a nice advanced app, which I think Jeff and I were just, were just saying on the break, I think they're using the FanDuel lines, or one of the lines back there. I think it's FanDuel. I think so. And... So I was happy when I seen that. I originally said, "Oh, good, maybe they'll they'll have some kind of management overseas uh, run the lines." And 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 the current management here, I don't know what they're here for, but they're here for something, um, lunches or something. So anyway, uh, so yeah, so so they 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 actually turned me down for a hundred bucks. It kind of aggravated me, but you know, it's just another sports book that turns you down. That you know, we're actually sports betting is literally the only thing in the world where you get mistreated for being a winner. Oh, I played stickball when I'm a kid. I'm playing softball, kickball, little league. Everything you want to win is, not, is a good thing. Not sports only betting. mistreated, but cues the stuff you're not doing. Yeah, apparently. sports betting is the only thing you get mistreated for being a winner. So anyway, um, for certain sports books like 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 these guys. So now my friend who um, I'm not, he's not a trust fund guy, but you know he's got a couple million on the stock market. He, he, he shows me this statement last year when he lost three hundred thousand. You know, in, in a week he was very upset, which of course he recovered big time since then. And I know that he gets these dividends and stuff. He, anyway, he gets over a hundred thousand dollars a year just off his just just interest and stuff off his investments. Passive income. He blows nice. it all, every penny of it. He's a stone cold sucker. Would never listen to me. Hmm. Um, he blows every penny of it playing slot machines, sports book, horses, loves horses, totally addicted. Um, he, he really could be the poster boy for, for uh, you know, GA. So he, he – but he's a nice guy, and, I, and we talk all the time. And he says to me, you're not going to believe what happened to me. I put a $200 teaser at the window of the Orleans where I'm always there playing horses. I'm at, and the supervisor comes over and says to me, uh, you're you're a horse player. Why, why why are you betting sports? How can that question even be asked? What's what's it matter? Your horse goes. Uh, I'll give you fifty bucks. I'm not giving you two hundred dollars. This was an eighteen teaser, fifteen to one. So it pays. You're a horse player. Why are you're you a horse betting player? Why sports? are you betting sports? That's what he asked him. That was the first question. And 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 he goes, all right, yeah, I'll give you fifty bucks. I can't give you two hundred. So fifteen to one. By the way, the first game on the. <laughs> He's a Jonah. He's a jinx. He can't win. He's dead. Bet against him. You can make money. The first game lost. First game on the board. The first game of his eight-leg teaser lost. So it's the old story. Chrissy tells you, "Oh, you cost me an eight-game. You cost me an eight-leg teaser." Early with this. Yeah. So, but anyway, I can't believe finally he made a decision where um, he said the next day, "Oh, you can't put this on there. You can't talk about this with anyone because I, I love to go there. It's one of my casinos I go to." And and then I said, oh, man, really? He goes, no, you can't talk about it. An hour later, he goes, you know what? I'm not going there no more. I'm done going to any of the coast casinos, any of the Boyd casinos. I'm not going to any of them. Do what you want. So, you know, I'm going to do it. You tweeted this. I tweeted it. got a ton of views. Um, let's, let's put the tweet up and here. And then they're, 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 uh, with, with the tweet that they – the last tweet that they put up, Boyd Gaming, was um, we are – the game has changed. It's game changer. So my little sarcastic yes, you guys at Boyd certainly have changed the game. You said uh, the legendary casino figure Sam Boyd would be flipping in his grave. Grave if he knew what happened. Uh, oh, definitely. Sports he took a bet. Yeah, yeah. He, he took a bet like Benny Binion and the old timers in town. Uh, they took a bet. So these uh, the, the current management, the current way it's run. But 
I may have to give, like, the guy on top, Bob Scucci, you may want to give him a pass or you may not. Um, because I'll tell you, maybe Bob doesn't know what's going on in his sports book at nighttime. It was 8 o'clock at night, and um, maybe the internal supervisors who are there, which I know some casinos in town, the supervisors – behind the desk, they're they're the ones that have the permission to approve. It doesn't go to a central hub. Um, so maybe the guy behind the desk, this situation, the supervisor, he just w didn't want to approve it because if someone wins 3000 on his shift, right. you know, maybe a couple guys win and they say, wait, who won all this money on your shift, Joe, or whatever his name we was. We spoke a little bit about that last week where you wonder if some of these guys are feel empowered, yeah. right, or feel like they're, you know, they're, they're playing, they're, they're operating scared the whole time. But he's being paid to take bets and on volume. And by the way, this is a double-digit hold. This, yeah. is a, this, this is a ticket that holds a ridiculous amount of percentage. This ain't a straight bet at 4.5%. Well, you still should take it. This is something that holds five times that. So um, I'm not making excuses. What I'm saying is either way, it, it's not good yeah. based on what's going to come, right? Like this, this notion that somehow this antiquated Vegas culture of not taking bets kicking people out for quote-unquote compliance reasons, yeah. like making a story up as sure. to why, uh, lying about uh, people who win money from you, right. making up stories about them, impugning their character. Like, get, get over yourselves. Them days are done, right. or you're going to be done. The compliance thing is ridiculous. Station has tried to use that with me. Art Mantaris himself. At least he did have the have the nerve to talk to me. Most people hide behind the desk. Try to talk to Jason McCormick. He runs in the back room. So, um, but 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 Art actually did talk to me about it. And you know, it's a lie. I mean, that's just what they do. They they lie. Oh, compliance. They don't want you. Put it this way: College basketball is coming up, guys, in three weeks. I may take a volunteer to go to any of the station's casinos with me. Now, here's the condition. You have to be willing to be thrown out or just given the old, <laughs> you can come to the counter once a day. You have to be able to stomach that. Yeah. Yes. So I'll take you, or whatever it may be. You'll run to the counter. I'll bet anyone $100,000 versus 10. I'll give you 10,000. I'll give you literally 10 to 1 odds, but I'm not doing it for less than 10 grand. I want to win 10 grand. Mm -hmm. I'll put up 100,000. Gil, you can hold the money. I'll bet by the end of the day, and by the way, it's going to be, it's going to be in, in an hour or two, but by the end of the day, you're told you can only bet once per day. You can only come to the counter once per day, just following what I'm going to give you to bet in college basketball the first two weeks. That's true. So I'm going to send you to the counter. You're going to run up to the counter. You're going to bet 2000 a game, and by the probably the third or fourth bet, they're going to tell you, you can only bet once per day, whoever that per particular... And I don't have runners. I don't but, use them. So Let me interject, because I think this is the, the, the main point that I think we'd want to make here is, if your business model is clear that this is not what you want... Like, like let's take, for instance, we talked about Resorts World. Resorts World clearly doesn't want to be taking bets, right? Correct. And so as a result of that, they've been pretty... Uh, it's clear by their actions from the beginning. We don't really get upset about it because we know that's their model, right? They're not right. about that. What's bothersome is when a book claims to be something they are not. Yes. That's the issue, yes. right? Yes. That's yes. the issue. It's when, oh, you want to talk all this. By the way, you want to do some book-on-book -book violence in some of your talking also? 
y'all, y- you guys aren't fooling anybody, right? With some that's I think that's the issue. Yeah, just be honest about who you are, and then again, just using I, I don't mean to pick on Resorts World. You're allowed to be whatever you want to be. Right. It's like William Hill back in the day, because I think they've changed a little bit. By the way, they have. But their business model was clearly. Don't come here. We're going to kick you out. Don't mess around. And so you had to sort of play their game. Um, that, and, but they stated something otherwise publicly. That's why it was so right loathsome. Yeah, to Nick Bogdanovich would come on here saying, "Oh, we do the sharp guys, the wise guys are on this, the sharp guys are on that." Right. And I almost said, like, "How do you know, Nick?" That's they, the issue. They, they, but you took bets on it. No, it's 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 sort of a reflection of other things of the human condition. It's just as you know, be be clear about what it is that you uh, yeah that but, you and, are. and just to not to confuse people here. I, the only reason why I told that story about going to the counter at stations is because Gil said compliance issues. So compliance uh, is what I'm told. Now stations will use that. Oh, yeah, you're not allowed to no more because of compliance issues, which is it's not it's because you beat the line. We'll, uh, we'll explain that after yeah. the break as well. Unscripted with the Crackman, Bill Crackenberger. You can follow him on Twitter at Bill Crackman with the K. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages of every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at slash subscribe. Speaking of uh, data, we had a JVT on, Jeff, uh, our senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, who also co-hosts The Edge with Matt Humans. Uh, he was mentioning, because he was on primetime action last night, and I asked him about, what was that New York Knicks stat from last year where they had, like, the highest percentage of opponents' open three-point jumpers? So the Knicks, like, laid off a lot of their opponents shooting threes, and they got lucky because the other team that they were letting have these open threes were just missing them at a historic rate. And so I asked him last night, if you know that was happening here early in the very early going of the NBA season, I'm just talking about what you can get at vsin.com slash subscribe if you get 24 uh, 7 access to all that we do. Uh, and JVT says, uh, he said the Knicks are giving up wide open threes on 23.8% of opponent attempts this season, second highest rate. Opponents shooting 35.2% on those attempts, 10th highest. Last year it was 20.4% frequency, 25th uh, in terms of uh, opponent attempts. And then uh, opponent attempts, and then 34.7% shooting last season, which was second. So it's kind of like what was going on last year. And the follow-up question for JVT was, "Is this? you think this is by design? Do the Knicks know who to lay off of in terms of opponent three-point shooting? Uh, he said it is to a certain extent, sagging off the poorest shooters to limit penetration. But what happens, you know, he correctly says, but what, what happens when you play a team like the Hawks who have multiple three-point shooters like in the playoffs? said we'll learn a lot about the Knicks against the Bulls, for instance, uh, in their next game tonight. So that will be uh, interesting. Is that tonight or tomorrow night, the Knicks-Bulls game? Tonight, yes. Uh, so that should be interesting. Um, by the way, how about the Lakers dropping a 26-point lead to the wow. Thunder last night and getting crushed? The, what was that? You follow that game? Well, I did until yeah. halftime, and then I determined that it was over, and then I checked my God, uh, my. my my app to see if there was any in-game opportunities across the board, and so Oklahoma City was leading. I took the Lakers plus three and a half at one point, figuring, oh, this is you got to be kidding me. I'll roll through it. They got crushed. Amazing. 
Bill Krakenberger here, unscripted on a numbers game at Visa the Sports Betting Network. Uh, one day when we have the uh, Visa Plus 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 account, we'll uh, do our off the air stuff. Okay, we'll great. include that. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had some off air stuff. I, I, I've never seen Gil like this. It got me, got me excited. Um, uh, you know something? I was down at the Circa on the weekend. I had some buddies come in town from Cleveland, and uh, went down there to to watch a game with him. And Derek came up to me. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike Palm came up to me, and he was. I don't realize what a big fan he is of the show. He's like, I watched you guys. Oh, it was on a Thursday. So it was Thursday night football. Cleveland played. That was it. Came up. And he's like, oh, I watched you guys. You know, great show. Love the love you. Love watching you. And um, they're fans of the show. They watch every week. I like that. I like that they they get into it and they and you know it takes a certain person to take someone like me. Sometimes I'm very direct. I'm too blunt. Sometimes sometimes I say things I shouldn't say. But Mike is a fan of your your sort of unexpected yeah. comedy. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm just, all I'm doing is talking fact. I'm not making up things. I just shoot from the hip and, you know, I don't get paid to be here. Jeff won't like this, but his uh. favorite crack comment was the sniffles remark. He's, that's his, that's Mike Palm's favorite thing in the world. Oh, he's really? Said, I think, didn't Jeff. Jeff's mom appreciate that or something? Or, Somebody I think did. his mom yeah. was like, or dad, or someone said, I mean. Someone yeah. in the family enjoyed yeah. the remark. Well, Jeff's back. I didn't know he was behind the glass that day. Someone in the parlay family. Yeah. 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 But, um, so anyway, no, and I talked to Derek, and you know, they they we're, we're on down there. So hey, Circa guys, we're, we're on live at the the Circa. Anyway, so um, but yeah, it was it's it's a great atmosphere there. Um, people are so nice, and just I was down there on a week. It's one thing I wanted to talk about. But go back to downtown, and let's let's just I want to finish off with this whole Boyd thing. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of about a decade ago, maybe more, maybe the 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 you know someone else. Maybe you could help me. Who, who did Carolina play in the Super Bowl? Was it did Carolina play the Eagles? Maybe I don't know who it was, but didn't Carolina play New England? Oh, the Car- New England? Carolina played New England and Denver. Yeah. Okay, and, and, yeah. oh yeah, New yeah. England back in the day they lost by a field goal. Okay, well it was either a Carolina Denver. Super Bowl or a New England Super Bowl. In Denver they got crushed. It was, but yeah. the line was seven. I remember that it was six and a half, seven. Whoever they, whoever it was, whoever was in that Super Bowl could have been the Eagles or Carolina. And I, and and my buddy's like, wow, they have a seven at Coast Properties on Don Best. You run across the streets where we were at the Golden Nugget and see what they'll take on the seven. I said, "Yeah, I'll go over there and see what they take on the seven. Go across the street, go to boy, and I'll never forget this. So I wish uh, I had my phone out. The guy said, uh, "I said, how much can I bet on the on, on the Super Bowl? You guys taking good bets?" And he said, "Well, uh, he goes, yeah, yeah, of course." I said, "Okay, give me uh, twenty two thousand plus the seven. And he's like, "Oh no, no, but not on that side. We'll take the other side of the game. We'll take the other side, but we won't take that side." I, I've never ever been told anything like that and and i've been told that from other people that's happened at certain properties imagine that Wait, say again what super bowl time yeah go into the counter give say give me twenty two thousand on the plus seven it was the only seven six and a half everywhere and he said no not we, we're not taking that side we're not taking we're not that taking side. that kind of bets on that side well the other side wow. we could take a bet but not that side wow you think that would be illegal right you think oh my god if gaming ever knew that no, no, no. Gaming, you can call gaming, and they're going to tell you, because I've called, gaming hates me probably, how many times I've called them. I haven't called them in two years. Maybe might, might be some new guys there now. Kangaroo court. Shake them up. Uh, gaming will say, you know, it's private property. They can do what they want. And they can, you know, they can, they can do whatever they want. It's private property. It's their sports book. They can, they can do whatever they want. So, um, it's the, of course, ethically it's wrong. Morally it's wrong. I, I mean, you know, you're a sports book, and you have a line that you're, 
You're going to you're only going to get guys that are taking the seven when it's six and a half next door across the street. So, um, but they did they didn't that happened to me personally. I've seen it with my own eyes. So that's one other thing hmm. that that Boyd has done in the past. So the compliance uh, I want to because some people are like, what are you guys talking about with compliance? I just want to sort of define oh, that yeah, to I'll people. That. Yep. So I uh, and I know this for you know a fact again, and this is. I'll use one story, a very successful, better friend of mine, at what would be considered a book that that claims to never throw people out here in town, right, um, was scuttled, was, was said, hey, you can't, first they told them you can't be on the property anymore, right, and then it got ratcheted back to you just can't bet here, but it was based on a compliance issue, right, so he won a six-figure bet from them, low six figures, but a six-figure bet from them, uh, nonetheless, which is enough to make an impression, let's put it that way, and they, yeah, you know, we checked and you don't have any any source of income and uh, regular <laughs> source of income and, you know, blah, 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 compliance, and we can't mess around with compliance issues, because, so basically it was them finagling a way to figure out how to kick him out. Right hiding under that guise. That's perfect, Gil. Yes. They actually finagle the way and think about, yes. what can we do? A, B, C, D, E. Mm-hmm. Oh, E. Oh, there it is. They can kick them out for E. Yes. Find out reasons why. That's yeah. exactly what they do, and yeah. that's what I was talking about before. By the way, I kind of was going hey, Let me tell you all something. The guys that did that, y'all ain't fooling anybody. All right. None all of right. you. That's what I was going through fast before. That's what I was meaning with stations. They use, they'll use they use uh, compliance reason, even though I'm just beating the line by two points, and they'll throw you out. So that, that you know, they'll, they'll make one, one, one day, one, once, uh, once a day you can bet or you can not bet at all. But, right, compliance is the thing they hide behind. Um, what else? Like I have uh, – And compliance is a – compliance, just to, to give a – you know, to also just sort of flesh it out, com- they literally – it is a serious thing, compliance for them, right, as casinos. They absolutely can't buck compliance issues, right? Right. So they do get to hide behind that. I'm not saying that that is, yeah. that that is not kosher. They do get to, but they would have to – creatively figure that out to get to that point is the point of that right. story. Yeah. Right, right. And you know what? I don't want to sound like I'm being so negative on, on casinos and I used to write an article for a casino player magazine years ago and I and uh, I had a moniker that I used and it was the aggravated gambler segment. I, I, you know, I'm not trying to be aggravated gambler. I love some of the properties that I'm talking about. I, I, the Gold, Gold Coast has Ping Pang Pong. I love that restaurant. Ping Pong. Oh, I love that yeah. restaurant. I mean, I, and plus, by the way, if you're coming to town to gamble, that's a gambling joint. You might have to deal with the smoke, but that's a gambling <laughs> joint. You go in there, they'll give you a gamble. There's 30 Baccarat tables going on a weekend, 10 blackjack tables, craps tables, and low limits. It's a gambling joint. It's a great place to gamble. Uh, it really is. We're talking about the sportsbook side of things. Stations, I love, like Red Rock and these places, of Green Valley Ranch. I love that property. I love these properties. This has nothing to do with This is just talking about the sports end of it and the way the sportsbook guys uh, treat you. Um, it's it just gets back to what I was saying before, which is again: are, are you are you booking or are you not? Are right. you exactly who you say you are or are you not? Because if you're not who you say you are, then don't say that anymore. Like, stop with it. Stop. Stop. You know, not uh, not mentioning the fine print in certain things. Stop doing that stuff. Right. Because we all know about it. Right. The big signs that they put around town. Yeah. We love winners. Yeah. With a, you know, a, with a girl winning a Kino jackpot of uh, two grand with a ticket in her hand. Yeah, sure. Unless you win cons- you know, consistently. You have a whole list there. What else do you want to get to there? I'll never get to it all. Well, just give me one more here. Okay. Right uh, we got a couple my my buddy's there. leaving town. So, buddy, I, I don't really have too many friends in town. People think I'm the happiest guy, a gold lucky guy. I really don't have a lot of 
friends, guys, people that I call friends that I actually invited him over to Thanksgiving when my mom was was here with us, and and uh, he's been here eight years, and he gives me a phone call. We got a long break. I misread the clock. You misread. We, the clock. we got twenty seven. We'll, we'll hold on to that after the break. My bad. That was my fault. I ran you into it. No problem. Coming back, Bill Crackenberg, everybody at Bill Crackman with a K, unscripted with the Crackman on the numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. 
And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with the Lock of the Year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on either Green Bay or Arizona, and if either team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of the offer. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. And use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets. If either Green Bay or Arizona scores a touchdown, new customer offer paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. We get tweets. At Beating the Book, always appreciate all of the feedback. Kenny G, my favorite part of the uh, week with you and Bill. Love the stories. Thanks, Kenny G. This is from Riley Grannon. Enjoy Bill Krakenberger appearances every week on a numbers game with Gil. Always learn the latest on what's happening in sports wagering industry from a better's perspective. We appreciate that. Um, this is from uh, this is from Scott, New York Mess 16. You know the East Coast has your back, Bill. I would gladly fly to Vegas All and right. place these bets. My man. If I get tossed, I'll still be paying you with their money. Uh, this is, let's see, this is from Joby. Great discussion with the crack man. This goes back to a point that Jason Weingarten made a few months back on your show, that books should post publicly what the limits are for everyone in every market. The fact that there are asymmetric rules for different bettors is mind-boggling. Very good tweet. Very good tweet. Alexander Katsianis. Uh, he said, uh, Gil, you may want to look at this article. He said, the French authority warns operators who block bets. That's something happening in France, dovetailing off what we were talking about right there. Uh, Wilkman, Thursdays with Crackman, best hour of the week. Also, I missed the tennis picks. <laughs> there were no tennis picks today. Uh, Alexander Castellanos, uh, Castellanos, pardon me, uh, adds, Gil, huge fan of the show. Uh, you're the best. Next time you're at Borgata, tweet me. I owe you dinner. Thought you'd like to hear about this if you haven't already. That's the French Authority story. Um, Brian Young, another great segment with the crack man. Great stuff every week on a numbers game. And on and on. I appreciate it. We could just Thanks, keep guys. reading them. But these are, we yeah, really Jim, appreciate Jim's it. Jim's a good guy. This guy, Jim, said something too about the apps in Jersey. Yes, that was the next it's one I was going to read. Vegas. It happened. Yeah, no, yeah. No, some of the apps in Jersey, absolutely. You're right, Jim. He, he wrote, some of these apps in Jersey are a joke, limited to peanuts for being, a, for being up 6K over a few months. Billion-dollar companies that are publicly traded, limiting a player for such a small win. What a joke, he yeah. says. Uh, and then somebody complimented uh, my haircut, man. Matt. Warrior 013. Your hair is on point. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, Appreciate that. Good. Hey, man. You should look like, well, like a character out of like Reservoir Dogs or something. <laughs> Just, yeah. Eric the Barber, Gentleman's Fades. Shout out. All right. Um, so what oh, else was, you got uh, here? Well, uh, something that someone just texted me. That's right. Halloween week. Mm -hmm. If you don't know it, Halloween night 
the 31st is a great night to be in Vegas, or it could be a, a bad night, but uh, it's a fun night. Go downtown on the 31st. Wow. You will see some things you've never seen before. Yeah. There is just so much stuff going on there. Uh, it's it's just a cool time to be in Vegas, Halloween, everyone dressed up. and uh, Probably you and Margaret going down there for Halloween? No. You know, you guys are pretty as far away as possible from that. I, I would imagine we will be as far away as humanly I'll possible. I'll be right there with you. Yeah. Uh, that's not, I will not do that. Uh, but, but now, this is something, it's, it's a lead in here, the Halloween thing. Uh, be careful of, you know, we tell our kids about trick-or-treat and stuff, but be careful uh, for the adults also when they're doing their searching on the net. I'm not going to say who or who, what, what companies, but there was two tweets up this past week of people that work for sports books that have over a million viewers between them. The first one floored me, just floored me. Um, maybe I'll do that one last. The, the one was this guy goes to his mother-in-law, and they talk about the games every week, and they come up with the games that he's going to talk about on Twitter and his formats and uh, Instagram and stuff. And I was like, how can he say that? Him and his mother-in-law are talking about it. People follow you. They trust you. You know, you have seven hundred thousand followers. They're going to think you're that that you know. They're going to follow your picks. You're going to have some of them. Some portion of those people are going to follow your picks, and you're not going to win with your mother-in-law. I mean, long term. I mean, uh, the second part was um, a tweet about flipping a coin. We're going to flip a coin this week on air. Half a million viewers flip a coin, and based on the coin flip. That's the way we're going to bet the the game, and 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 all the viewers are listening. As you got over a hundred thousand views here, <laughs> I, 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 a coin flip? Really? Are we there? Or is that where we are on Twitter and and, and social media? And the, the these these companies pay these people so much money, and you know this is it's not it it could be cute or whatever. it's not funny when you have a lot of viewers that uh, this is a they're new to this space, the sports betting space. Um, I know when to be you know funny or entertaining. But I also know when to be serious. You don't mess with people's money. I'm sorry. You don't mess with their bankrolls by flipping coins and asking your mother-in-law for picks. So this, this is not. This is what Twitter has become. A lot of this, and I, I don't like it. I hate it. I hate it that people uh, on Twitter, they're 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 a lot of them are full of uh, you know what. It's just this, a lot of trickery. It's, it's bad. It's such an interesting thing though, Bill, because. We, you, again, you and I are so close to the sun on this, right? This is in our DNA. We're so immersed in sports betting. And we sit here, and I do five hours of shows every day, Monday through Friday, uh, and then do a podcast a day, right? So I do 11 shows a week. And, you know, you, you research, you take notes. Like every Sunday, I'm taking notes on guessing lines. I can mention every little thing that I, you know, wanted to mention. And, and you do this very lovingly, and then you make your bets. All my tennis is data crunching, all this stuff. But those two things you just described right there, they'll get more views than we ever get. Oh, they ever. 100, over 100,000 each on that. Ever, right? Yeah. So, what, so what does that tell you? What it tell, I mean, you know, obviously, we knew that there's a low, you know, I don't, listen, I don't want to say the lowest common denominator because then that, that that's, that's, you know, loaded language. What it is is that it casts a much wider net. No matter what we do, that will always appeal to a much broader base of people in this country, because as you said, it's a whole new group of people coming up who are just, oh, it's legalized sports betting. Let's this, I guess, is the way you. you I'm attracted to this person who's who's flipping a coin. I'm attracted to this person who's talking in money law. Not not attracted to physically. I'm saying attracted to that humor, attracted to that comedy. But you're right; it does get a little serious if any of those people are like, oh no no, like that. This this person won their first three bets. There's something to this mother-in-law thing, or there's something to this <laughs> coin flip thing. 
Right, the coin flip person. What did you say, Jeff? A documented three and zero. What did you say? Oh yeah, Jeff like, checked. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say anything. Oh, I you thought said, you. Oh, but, yeah. but the coin flip did. The win. coin flip did win. The we coin were flip saying. Did win. So all it takes right. is like three in a row of those. Oh yeah. Where we're like, oh yeah, some, there's going to be people the out flip. there like, oh, there's something to this. This is happening. Wow, that's scary. That I mean, listen. Uh, over uh, simulations, you could you could have coin flips. Uh, you know, hundred thousand simula- simulations. You'll have a period where there's twenty heads in a row come out. What does that mean? In the end, it should come out to fifty-fifty after millions of. I mean, anyway, I, let me let me just share a story about this. So a few years ago, um, this big Hollywood talent agency like had me in for a meeting. Right, one of the big ones. Yep. CAA. So they had me in, right? And they're like, oh, sports betting, it's blowing up, whatever. Like, and the guys was with me for 45 minutes talking to me. And as I left there, it occur- you know, I was like, why do I feel weird about what just happened? And what occurred to me was just talking about what you were just talking about. I realized, because this guy actually almost said it verbatim to me. He didn't quite say it verbatim, but he almost he goes, it, it was essentially, I don't care if you're the best person in the world at what you do. He didn't say that, nor did I provoke him to say that but this was the this was what i left with i don't care if you're the best person in the world at what you do in the end the lowest common denominator is going to win and that's as an agent and they're parasitic by nature right they're they're there to make money that's all he cared about of course all he cared about sure and so it was a it was a fascinating lesson of exactly now what you're talking about which is yeah, you know, like this a numbers game audience is the single most sophisticated gambling audience. I will match the numbers game audience against anybody else's in terms of sophistication. Correct. I love this audience because they're into the jokes, they're into the the analysis of it. They love that sort of mix and they 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 get everything that's going on. But that audience will never be the coin flip audience. Right. It'll never be the coin flip right. audience. And you know what? Right. I'm very cool with being that dude. Yeah. You know, yeah. but that's we have to just be able to accept that that's a reflection of life, not only in gambling, but in other things. Well, look at look at action. Look at action when we filmed action. I didn't know who was on the show except for you. I knew Kelly was on it. And uh, and then we find out Vegas Dave's on it. And uh, The Showtime docuseries. Showtime documentary action. action. Todd Wishnev on it as well. And, yeah. and uh, so, so what, what, what happens, though, there is uh, he has his, you know, $400,000 Bentley Rolls Royce, whatever, Bentley or Rolls Royce truck SUV. And that's all people see. That's right. They don't see... The work that goes on, the analytics that goes on, the the, the skill sets of a, you know bankroll management—they uh, don't see any of that. They see Vegas Dave on Vegas Free Vegas Insider. Oh yeah, that's how I'm going to give out a game. You know what I mean? They see that, but they say, "Oh well, he must—he he has that car." It's amazing. The producer he has that house and that car. Remember, because you and I talked to the producer. The producers were so convinced that yeah. it was so clear what yeah. they were presenting yeah. that the audience would absolutely get how ridiculous this person was. But in the end, what you're saying is probably one out, which is nope. No. They just saw the glitz. I, I had to block people on Twitter and say, "You, you, you drive a Kia." He drives a Rolls Royce. Where, how, who am I going to listen to? That's just, is that all it takes? Because I can go out and buy one tomorrow and put it in front of my house. <laughs> Cash. I mean, is that, really? I mean, I, I, I don't, that, that's how stupid some people are. Especially the crowd, the under 30 crowd. That's all they care about is cribs and different things like that. I mean, uh, it's anyway. the world, man. It's are we gone? Are you cutting me We're off gone. Already? Yeah, we got to go. Ten more things Lombardi line next. We'll have to save it for next week. Enjoy. Good luck with the game tonight. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is 
finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.